Hello there, and welcome into another episode of Mile High Hot Takes. I'm your host, Baylor, joined today by my co-host, Connor, and today we have some Broncos talk for you. Uh, the Broncos were on bye this week, uh, but it is the halfway point. Uh, they won their game two weeks ago in London against Jacksonville, which was a good way to go into the bye week. Hopefully you can take some stuff from that game that worked for you, build upon it, take this extra time off, and figure out how you're going to come back and go into Tennessee, who just Looks lost like their a good team, who are five and one in their last six games and lost to Casey in overtime in Arrowhead for their one loss. So, I got a couple thoughts on this Tennessee game, honestly, because I think it's very winnable for the Broncos in a sense that you are the best passing defense in the league right now. A, B this team cannot pass for the life of it anyway. So theoretically, you should just be able to man up and stack the box to try to stop Derrick Henry. And that's how I'd want to see this. I want to see... I, I want them to be daring Malik Willis to throw the ball if Tannehill is not back. And if Tannehill is back, I want the same thing. Force them to throw the ball and let your talented players make plays because this team cannot stop the run and Derrick Henry is on one. I... Uh, I probably think this is a little less winnable than you do. Tannehill is probably going to play, and if he does, it gets the job gets harder for the Broncos. Malik Willis has not shown anything offensively throwing the ball. That scares me in the slightest. But we know Tannehill is a capable passer, and we know Derrick Henry can rush for 200 yards easy. And I think that goes without saying Derrick Henry is the key. You either stop him or you don't. And that pretty much coincides with you win or you don't. There also needs to be a sense of desperation for the Broncos in this game. Oh, it should have been for it, a while. No, I'm say, I am I agree. But this game specifically, if you don't win this game, your season is all but over. This is your... It, it, you have two rough of us. You've got about two losses left in your pocket for the rest of the season if you want any realistic chance at a playoff spot you cannot use one right now you've got the ravens coming to town you've got two games against the chiefs you've got another game against the raiders another game against san uh, against the chargers do we play the rams we have the rams and the cardinals left so that's a lot of teams that i don't like our odds against right now of the teams left, this Tennessee game is probably, in my mind, one of the most winnable. And if you don't win this one, you are all but shot this season. And there needs to be a sense of urgency and understanding. On both sides of the ball, I don't expect the defense to come out and play anything different than they have been. But especially on the offensive side of the ball and on special teams, we need to be playing with a sense of urgency because this game is the season at this point. Well, you know this defense is going to keep you in a game. There's, there's, it's very difficult to get blown out with the defense, the caliber of the Broncos. It's just a big bummer that one of your opponent's biggest strengths is your biggest weakness. The defense is really only real weakness. Mm -hmm. And it's not even just that they give up yards on the ground. They give up explosive yards too, which is going to be very tough because we know Derrick Henry can take the ball he's fast once he gets into space fast. he it's not like you can just 
catch up to him and take him down. Even if you do catch up to him, he's probably going to throw you off of him like a ragdoll. Yeah, Derrick Henry... In go, open space is bad. He he can go the distance, so and he can do it frequently. So we got to watch out for that defensively. But coming off the bye, just any sense of cohesion offensively would be nice. More than three productive drives would be nice. I'm really liking Dulcich, the rookie tight end. He's the only tight end for me that's actually shown consistency to the point where I feel like he deserves the starting role. Um, other tight ends have made some catches here and there. They've also dropped some catches. They've also struggled to get open. They've also missed blocking assignments. Mm-hmm. Dulcich seems to be the most consistent of the bunch and has seems to have some sort of big playmaking ability. So Judy had a couple good weeks as well for the bye. Let's hope we can keep building on that. It seems like KJ and Russell are just a stride off. I like it too. I like that they haven't given up. I like the shots I've been seeing from it. Because They're open when they, and they're there. When they hit, they, it's huge. You can see it changes the pace and the feeling of the offense when that connects. Yeah, it, t- it takes the top off. It makes people a little more scared. You can't stack the box. You can't uh, keep as much pressure on the middle intermediate routes that Judy's going to rack up yards on. And it they're just a stride off is is the only thing I can say. Like, they're right there. Even when they connect, it feels like they're a little bit underthrown or not perfectly in stride. It's just slightly off. If they can have that figured out coming out of the bye, massive. Also, Cortland has been non-existent for two weeks, three weeks. You think... I feel like the beginning of the year, though, his existence wasn't because he was open or making plays. It was 100% force-fed. Like, he and Russ were trying to force, or not even that. I felt like Russ was trying to force Cortland into the number one role and not something, and that's more something a receiver has to do. A receiver has to establish himself as a number one, not the quarterback. You got to be able to win your one-on-ones and be getting open regularly. I don't want, yes, Cortland is a one-on-one master, but... And he, and all he can of win your jump contested but balls. All yeah. of your passes shouldn't be jump balls, especially when it's a two on one. Yeah, so I'm really excited to hopefully see more cohesion offensively and those little bumps to be fixed. Um, another thing we have Chase Edmonds, new in town. Since we had the bye, I'm expecting to see Chase Edmonds and probably Melvin Gordon with Latavius Murray dressed as the third. And I bet you Melvin Gordon has a rather short leash and they'd be quick to test out both Latavius and Chase Edmonds with see, the primary work. And I would rather just flip that. Chase and Latavius, it's all you. Melvin, sorry, but you're going to be option three. Also all, don't all also don't talented, also don't know where Chase is at with the playbook and the scheme exactly. and all of that stuff. But you've had a little bit of time, so I'd like to see especially Murray a little bit more involved heavily, heavily involved this week. I, I know I said this um, after the Jets game, even though his stat line didn't really reflect it. I felt like Murray was effective with the ball in his hand. Murray's big. He's powerful. He's fast. He can bust a long run. He hangs on to the ball. I've always liked him, to be honest. Even back in as his a Raider, Raider yeah, yeah, I liked him as a Raider too. I've been a fan of his the whole way through. So I was really happy when we picked him up. I just hope we utilize him, and I like Chase Edmonds as well. So you got options. 
I'm just hoping to see things come together a little bit more after the bye week. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think uh, you have zero excuses. You're coming off of a win. Um, you have your bye week. You have plenty of time and film to work with to come out and be effective. Obviously, Tennessee is a good team. And the thing is about Tennessee is they're an extremely physical team. Their coach is a very old-school-minded coach. Nathaniel Hackett, this whole year, all through preseason, all through training camp, all through everything, oh, nobody got hurt. That's a good thing. No, we're not doing pads. No, we're not going to run physical drills at practice. Um, physicality is something this team has been struggling with all year. You have to win they're getting the bodied. They're getting bodied on the O-line. They're getting bodied all over the field. Our receivers are getting bodied off the line. And that is something you're going to see constantly against Tennessee on both sides of the ball for them because that's the style of football they play. They are hard-nosed. They are extremely physical. And if you can't match your physicality, you're really going to struggle. It doesn't matter what your offensive talent is. Look at Kansas City. Yeah, that Their physicality can be imposing. And, the last and we don't thing, have a Patrick Mahomes on our team to carry us to a win. The last thing you want to come out of this week saying is we got bullied. Exactly. And that's something that I think we're going to see a lot of. It's just a matter of can you overcome that? Can you even somewhat match that intensity? Uh, it's not something I've seen from the Broncos all year. I don't know if we'll see it this Sunday, uh, but but we'll see because they're going to need to figure that out if they want to if they want to win this game. 100% agree. All right, you got some sort of score prediction for me? You know, a 17-16 ball game feels good. You have a winner for me? Tennessee. I like um, I like 20-17 to 17 Denver in this one. Mm, okay. All right. We'll see. But, yeah, um, I do like Denver in this one. So, hopefully they can win this, keep the season alive, uh, kind of get some momentum going. Again, if this offense decides to click at any point, I think it, it could be – it could be effective. We could, especially with this defense, you don't need a lot. It doesn't need to be world beater. You don't need 30 points a game. Your defense is the world beater. Exactly. Exactly. And I just really hope that even if we don't figure it out this year, we figure it out soon because how many years now have we wasted a Super Bowl caliber defense with an offense that is just pathetic? At least four out of the five since we won the Super Bowl. Yes. And it was more than five years Six, ago. Six, seven. This is the seventh yeah. year since. Yep. Yep, yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end here, and we'll catch you on the next one. Hello, Mile High Hot Takes fans. This is your producer, Alex, and I wanted to tell you about another show that I produce called Deep Dive. It's a music plus talk show that guides you through some of the greatest albums of all time, and it's exclusively on Spotify. You'll be able to listen to an iconic album along with the story of the album in between the songs. Search for Deep Dive Albums or click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mile High Hot Takes. For more content, check us out on Twitter at 5280hottakes. If you got feedback for us, send us an email at 5280hottakes at gmail.com. Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Enchilarca Productions. 
Oh, thank you.